Is The Last of Us the best video game adaptation ever? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, The Last of Us's uh, Oscar nominations, and so much more. I am your host, DJ Wooldridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Roxy. DJ. How, how are you this week? You know, <laughs> surviving. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I'm still here. That's got to count for something, right? That's Listen. I appreciate it. You must be better though, because you're you're. Every time I come back from vacay, I feel like invincible. Are you in that place? No, I've been tired of shit all week. It's like oh. all my all my like endorphins were spent on the trip, and so now it's like the crash, like the. Um, uh, it's been, it's been a tough, it's been a tough week getting back into the groove, the groove things. I don't want to do shit. Uh, but listen, we're here, uh, for those that don't know, I was out of town. I was in New York city having a blast. We might talk about that and what we're into. What's what you're, what you're into. You ask DJ. Oh shit. Thanks for asking. That's our, uh, Patreon exclusive show over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. We do that show. That's the stuff we can't fit into the main show. We also do a show I do with Sal called spider versity. Um, we also might be working on some new things over at Patreon. So stay tuned over there. Um, not only that, I've got a new comic coming out uh, called Hellbent Volume 3. This is the third and final volume of the Hellbent Saga. So if you've been keeping up, this is the last one. you got to get it. If you haven't checked out Hellbent, we'll have reprints of Volumes 1 and 2. You can catch up on the whole thing. That launches February 7th on Kickstarter. If you want to know this second, it goes live. So you have a chance to get some of our limited tiers, some of our launch exclusives. You're, you're, gonna, you're going to want to go over to hellbentcomicbook.com and sign up at our pre-launch page. Please a good launch is good for everybody is good for the comic it's good for you good launch yeah very staunch exactly happy launch happy staunch it's the phrase we all know uh <laughs> so february 7th very popular very, very popular. popular uh if you're listening to this on itunes please give us five stars please and thank you if you listen on spotify we ask you a question every week last week's question was who would you cast in the reboot of Justice League. I'm not going to read all your answers. I'm going to read some highlights. Uh, we got Yeshu Wazalewski, who says, Logan Lerman as Superman. Um, buh, 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 buh. Henry Golding as Batman. We got Ray Alvarez, who says, Taron Edgerton as Superman. Um, buh, buh, buh. Shia LaBeouf as Batman. Interesting choice. Um, what else we Whoa, got? That would be so weird. It's it, it's a it is a choice, especially with where I don't know where Shia LaBeouf it where we're Replace at. Replace Ezra with <laughs> Shia. I don't know where as a society where we're uh, where we're at with Shia LaBeouf, but it's that's a choice. He's currently on trial for SK Twigs, so I don't think we've made a. <laughs> executive decision as a society yes. on let's replace ezra with shire one trial for a different <laughs> trial <laughs> god yeah. damn it um, i think they're about to both be accused abusers uh or no longer alleged but per, like i'm convicted so cool you know swap great. them out yeah great um uh evan freed says um based on the politician and hollywood i'm assuming those are two separate shows uh david corn Seems like he'd be a great Superman. Hollywood was that Ryan Murphy show? 
Yes. Wasn't the politician also a Ryan Murphy show? Seems right. Hold on. I think I want to say something about this Ryan Cornsweat fellow. The last name Cornsweat is unfortunate. Is just wild, like long. Yeah. And it is one and of the, you put two words together. Yeah, it makes me feel better. Oh, yeah, he's the projectionist in Pearl. He's great in that. And he's very handsome in that. Um, we like handsome boys. We like, especially for our Superman, we like handsome boys. Um, yeah, uh, it is. When it, it, when I, but I do, when I see a last name like that, it gives me hope because my last name is a little unwieldy. Spoiler alert. Uh, so it's like there's hope for the b- bad last names after all. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Speaking of bad last names, transition, I think. Uh, let us get into news. Uh, let's talk about Oscar nominations. Roxy, you're the nomination queen. You're the, you're, oh. You keep up with the awards. You keep up well, with Well, I am the, one of the only people that I know on the planet who still really likes award shows. See? So I, I don't know about being the nomination queen, but I kind of do feel like I am the award show queen in yes. terms of like, I give a shit about the awards. Yes. Do you I, genuinely, is there anybody else, you know, who really cares about the awards? Like not for work, not for anything. Like they really love the award shows. No. Yeah. I don't know anybody. At this <laughs> no. Point. Growing up. Yes. Now, yeah. like just don't know anybody. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm really into uh the Oscars. The the people people online are vicious. What, I mean, when? like since when? <laughs> vicious. I don't know whether you want to go through category by category. Yeah, let's go DJ. through Yeah, let's go through. I've got the I got the Oscar page right here. Let's start where where they start unless you've got a suggestion. Let's start with actor in a leading role. We've got Austin Butler's Elvis, Colin Farrell as the, from the Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser from The Whale, Paul Mescal from After Sun, which I have not seen, but I've heard good things, and Bill Nighy from Living, which I have no clue what that even is, but Bill Nighy is great. <laughs> a lot of the other actors on the circle, uh, sorry, on the circuit, yeah. are talking about Bill Nye's performance. Yeah, I also hadn't heard of it until I heard other actors talking about it. So I really would like to see that. Um, and I knew he was going to get nominated. Everybody, like, if you follow any shows that talked about nominations, the the honestly, Austin Butler, Colin Farrell, Brandon Fraser, Brandon Fraser, and Bill Nye are were all shoe ins. Yes. Um, and Paul Mescal was like. Not not an alternate, but like on a short list of who could be that next one. Yeah, um, and so I thought that that was that this was pretty spot on in terms of what w- the Globes have predicted, what um, people have predicted for noms. These were not very surprising, uh, you know, just totally fine. It makes sense that these were the noms. I have only seen Austin Butler and Colin Farrell. 
in these movies. And I, from what we hear, Brendan Fraser's kind of like the it guy. He's he's gonna win from mm-hmm. what people are saying. Um, so I've gotta check out the whale before this, but no big surprises here. Okay, so who do you think will win? Who do you want to win? I think Brendan Fraser will win. Honestly, I haven't seen his performance, but it sounds like he probably deserves to. I think that will cause a lot of controversy because there's a lot of people out there who are saying, you know, my body is not a costume. And there's always going to be controversy around what actors, whether actors should be allowed to or not allowed to play outside of their specific type in terms of um, if they're straight, should they be able to play that they're gay? If they're um one race should they be able to play another race if they are one size should they be able to play another size with this one specifically i have seen that the um curvy community is not stoked about this casting choice Mm -hmm. and so i do think that there was a lot of backlash online not only when he was cast but then when it started doing well on the festival circuit and then when his nomination took place um i'm always like this might be a fucked up comment but don't blame the actor yeah it's their job um go after the system go Mm -hmm. after the the casting system like whatever it is but i guess he could have turned it down i also think whatever you just said this might be a fucked up comment as well listen forget we're doing the best we can over here um uh brendan frazier at this point is not it's not young brendan frazier Right. Uh, uh, and so he has had weight issues. And also the way it is depicted in the movie is that this is a person with a dangerous weight problem, uh, not just a not just an overweight person. And so there is like I, I wonder I don't know that this is the case, but I wonder if there is a comparison to be made um with like if you have a character that has a heroin addiction you're not going to cast a person with a heroin addiction because you know what i mean and there's a different unless you do i mean yeah uh, recovering addict i I mean that that's another you know that is a question that some people i think would argue dj i think some people would argue if you're going to cast an addict it should be somebody who's an addict if you're going to cast i think there are i'm not saying i'm arguing that yeah 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 yeah. i think that there are people who are arguing for that but but, then uh, what is the point of acting of of acting but and and it's and and as you and i pointed out in certain issues it's not like there's a clear-cut line and the part of the conversation it it is a conversation and you and i are not going to come up with the answers it's just it's just part of the conversation and it's a messy process and we as a society will figure it out as we go (laughs) yeah totally like i remember um on this is us the there was two chrissy metz and guy who plays played her husband toby yeah. he was also in guardians of the galaxy i'm forgetting the actor's name right now i but, can't remember either but he is um, great he's I've, he's been in all the stuff i've seen and he's fantastic so he was um larger when he was cast mm-hmm. but they still had him wearing some kind of a, a suit like a they call it they literally call it a fat suit i don't yeah. know what the proper name for it is um but as they were filming he lost a bunch of weight yeah and then it's like then people were really upset that he had the role online and it's like um yeah it's tricky really, yeah and, it's tricky and, and like, like, this... like you're talking about an addict like so if you get sober are we not rooting for like what are what is society how are we supposed to talk about this so i do think it is difficult um but i also think one of the very positive things about it is that i don't know anybody who is not team brendan fraser in life yes. like 
he has had such a challenging go at it and he really does have the people's vote like Mm -hmm. not for this oscar but in life like we just want him to win and so i think that he's going to win i think that i want him to win even though i haven't seen the performance i think that he would give a great speech i think he's deserving of the two i've seen between austin butler and colin farrell flip a coin for me i thought they were both totally good um yeah totally great like great job I think for uh, but, me, who I think maybe should win is I'm actually inclined to say Austin Butler because his performance is the movie. Like the movie doesn't work without him, and it's so and deep. He's still, it, Elvis Presley. Yeah. He's, exactly. He's, he's, he's his performance is so deep that he's still that. Like still, uh, which we he did can, an unbelievable job. He yeah, really which did. we could still get it to. That said, who I want to win is Brendan Fra- Fraser because 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 of all the things you just said. Um, and also, he's really good in it, but. It's it's like all these like Colin Farrell and Banshees of Inisherin. It's not a flashy performance, but it's really good. Like and also, I saw it was a Golden Globes. He won something and he was giving a speech. Like I don't know. He was a good, he seems like a good dude. Like it seems like you know he, he when I was when we were younger, he had, there was a lot of controversy around him, and it's like. And also, his he picks good because he was in this and after Yang, which also got a lot of buzz. So he's making good choices. Let's move on to. Actor in the supporting role, we got Brendan Gleeson, also for Banshees of Inisherin, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, uh, which I have heard bad things about, but he is a great actor. Um, Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, um, which, God bless Judd Hirsch. I thought I thought he was an old man when I was a kid, and so it's crazy. Whenever I hear like Judd Hirsch is like he's still around, like good because he's great. He's a he's a treasure. I just surprised yeah. that he's still around. Um, Barry Keegan for Banshees of Inisherin and K. Hugh Kwan uh, for Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I would say is who I want to win. Whether he's the best performance or not, it's that he's the one I want to win. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, I feel torn on on this one a little bit. I haven't seen um, Causeway. I, I'm stoked that Brian Terry Henry is nominated yes. just because I think he's a fucking beast. Yeah. Um, just so good. I read this tweet about Barry Keegan that I was like, just holy shit. Some people just don't know. It said uh, Barry Keegan in 2003, his mom passed away. He spent seven years in foster care with 23 different foster homes. In 2010, he responded to a small casting ad in Dublin shop window. In 2023, he's nominated for best supporting actor. Yeah. And it, it just was like, there's some people who like, you're just like, how did you, how did you do that? Yeah, you know, I because that's I might not have... we we that's not the norm. Like honestly, no. like actors, you're like, where would this person come from? And you look, and then they're like, their great grandparents have Wikipedia pages. Like it's not yeah. like they may be new to acting, but they, it's not like they didn't come from something. So so it's cool to see somebody that really did come from nothing. And, and I've been talking about this since the second we saw him. I'm just like obsessed with him, yeah. and it's just all over his soul that he was born to do this. Yeah. Um. And I actually thought he did an amazing job in the movie. He's not my choice for who should win. Yeah. But just like, this is why I do love the Oscars because in 2003, there's just no way this little boy ever thought he was going to be able to do this. Yeah. And like, no matter what, for the rest of the time, nobody can take it from him. He is an Oscar nominated actor. Yep. 
And I just like, there's something about that. There's something about that validation. And there's something about that, like legitimacy to your name and to your person. And I know that the awards are so silly to some, but like, to me, there's just like, you work your ass off your whole life to try to do something, especially, and this is not no knock on Nepo babies. I know it's been a huge thing recently, but like, it isn't as hard if you are a Nepo baby. That yeah. doesn't mean you don't have to be talented. And that doesn't mean that I think you should never have a chance in life. Like, yeah. But like, if you are not a Nepo baby, to get into this industry is close to impossible. Mm-hmm. That Like it is, I believe, and maybe it's just because it's our industry. I think it is the hardest industry on the planet to get into from the outside. Mm-hmm. It's just like there is no main track. There is no, you. I mean, you can bang on a million doors. You could do it your whole life and never succeed. Yeah. I don't know any other job where you do your whole life and mm-hmm. you could never, ever make it so just so much love for the fact that he was nominated um brendan gleason definitely deserves a nomination too typically if there's two people nominated from one movie they split the votes uh and barry keegan was in significantly less of the movie so i i think that neither of them really have a shot here um again i haven't seen causeway i think that we're gonna probably end up seeing um everything everywhere all at once how do you say his name? Ki Huai Kwan? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't Kwan? know. Yeah. Um, his most recent speech was so amazing. He is like seemingly the most humble, deserving human being. Yeah. And I think he's going to win this. I think he deserves to win this. I wish that I I wish that we watched, because uh, I think Judd Hirsch is great. Did you end up seeing The Fablemans? I Not yet. Not yet. I'll catch oh. it when it's streaming. I'll catch it when it's streaming. I am- I am so curious what you end up thinking of this movie. I hope that you end up loving it. But um, I, I I, don't understand the continual sl- snub of Paul Dano for mm. awards in general. Um, Judd Hirsch is great, but Paul Dano not being nominated for this movie. is weird. It, yeah, sometimes you know there's those actors like Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. where you're just like, are the Oscars mad at you? Yeah, yeah. What did you do? Who did you piss off? Yeah, like, why do you continuously, like, all of the movies Paul Dano is in? Was he not nominated for There Will Be Blood? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think he's ever been nominated for an Oscar. And that's certainly an Oscar-nominated movie. I think he he just, oh, yes, he was? I I was agreeing with you. I don't know that he was um, looking for... Uh, list of awards nominations. You know, this is a guy Dana. who's like he is in There Will Be Blood. He's in Twelve Years a Slave. He's in um, this movie, The Fablemans. He's in Little Miss Sunshine, which is an Oscar-winning movie. He's in so many like uh, Oscar-nominated films, and this year also doing the Batman and this movie, like. You would just think his time had come. Yeah, he wasn't nominated for There Will Be Blood. That's wild. That's trippy. Yeah, yeah it's just, and you know, like, it's like when Jake Gyllenhaal wasn't nominated for, um, uh, for, um, what the fuck is that movie that I think he's just, Nightcrawler? Nightcrawler's fucking great. Nightcrawler's, Nightcrawler's really great, good. His performance in it, like, the fact yeah. that he wasn't nominated, I remember just being like, Oh, sometimes they get this wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, it is, oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, well, it was kind of a bummer. I know some people were pointing out Northman, which was probably my favorite movie 
of the year, not nominated for anything. But it's like, yeah, I'm kind of used to that for the Oscars. Normally, if I like a movie, it's too weird for that or whatever. Like, so when you say Nightcrawler, it's like, yeah, I guess that would make sense. It would be on there. Radar because it was like cool. It was like a cool movie. <laughs> like you a, just think he would have been nominated, you know? Like yeah. he's like a Hollywood leading man. So with Paul Dano, I'm just like, huh, it's interesting. I don't know whose serial you pissed in because the fact that John Hirsch got a nomination for the Fablemans and you didn't is listen. Eventually, they'll both get their revenant. Where it's like, oh, the movie's fine, but like, good that you finally got an award. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. that it was for this, but you know, whatever. You know, that's sure. Um, let's move on to actress in a leading role. We've got Kate Blanchett in Tar, which I saw over the past week, and into Armisen and Blonde. Andrew Riceborough in Two Leslie, which has got some controversy. I just saw a thing that, that like we're going to see. She did a grassroots campaign instead of doing the traditional campaigning. She asked yeah. her friends to tweet about it, and I guess for some reason the Academy's pissy about it, which seems silly to me. But whatever. Um, we got Michelle Williams in The Fablemans, uh, and we got Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Roxy, I don't want to derail us. I do have a quick question for you. Uh, the Fablemans is obviously a fictionalized version of Steven Spielberg's uh, childhood. So one presumes the titular Fablemans are Jewish. Are Paul Dano and Michelle Williams Jewish? Hmm. Do you know off the top of your uh, head? I would probably say maybe one of the two. Okay. Possibly. Uh, I'll do some research. Sorry, everybody. Um, this was actually a part no, of a conversation Rox and I were having yeah. pre-show. So it pertains to a conversation we were having earlier. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't know. I'll have to look. Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, more likely her than him. But yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to look into it. We'll look it. into it. But well, I. You know what? I'm going to look it up right now. But while while it I'm is, doing by that, by the way, you haven't seen the movie. It is a very very Jewish film. Yes. Um, in terms of like, which is good the, for a variety of reasons because Steven Spielberg weirdly because he is jewish but a lot of his movies are very waspy are very like yeah. you know and so it's yeah, cool totally. that he finally got to like hey man this is me <laughs> um they're either very waspy or they're schindler's list you know like true true <laughs> so, or um or um munich yeah yeah, uh, yeah yeah so i i think that um he did a great job in this there is a lot of anti-semitism in the movie uh not not the movie's stance is yes. anti-semitic the ba like, bad guys one presumes in the movie <laughs> yeah um but he did an excellent job i have seen some people like question michelle williams performance i thought she was just so brilliant in this so i have seen all of these except no that's not true i haven't seen tar and i haven't seen T two leslie yeah um and i hear kate blanchett is like out of this world incredible i know yeah, you just saw tar she's really good at it. okay yeah so i hear she's out of this world incredible i think Anna the Armist was actually, I mean, by far and away, she's the best part of Blonde. Mm -hmm. The the movie for a lot of people is like straight up unwatchable. Yeah. But she did an amazing job. Andrea Riceboro, like you said, I've even seen rumors that they're pulling her Oscar nomination, which is fucking insane. Stupid. Fucking stupid. Um, what, how is what she did worth? Whatever. Sorry, you got to pay for billboards. Fuck off. <laughs> don't get it. Um, But I think that the... Well, we'll get to the real reason. I think people are upset about that one. Um, but Michelle Williams being nominated, he is a no shit. Uh, then Michelle Yeoh, who won the Globe, is like, I think, a favorite in this. Uh, between her and Kate Blanchett, I go back and forth who I actually think will take this. Yeah. But Michelle Yeoh is just like, she had so much she had to do in that movie. Mm -hmm. 
Like she just had to do so many different things that it's really incredible that she was able to do it all. Like it was, it's, it's almost like she played like eight characters, you know? Um, And she did them all so wonderfully. And she is just like a fucking mega star. So I think she's going to be very difficult to beat, but you can never get bet against Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Just like, but I, I think the real reason that everybody is upset is because of Viola Davis. Um, uh, yeah, and that's but that's not Andrea Riceboro's fault. Um, it's not her uh, fault at all. And I think that people don't really understand how Oscar nominations work. Like, yeah. it's not like Andrea throws her hat in the ring and, and then, like, it's guaranteed that she's it and then she knocks out. I, I haven't seen Viola Davis's movie, The Woman King. I did. Um, uh, the movie is fine. It is weird it's not nominated for more. It does feel like the, kind of the middle brow epic feel, not feel good, but like it feels like something the Oscars read up. Viola Davis is fucking incredible in it. She is so because she's Viola Davis. It's the same with like Kate Blanchett's great in tar. Of course she fucking is. Why, why are you acting like this is a new thing? She's great in fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I haven't seen it, but I can guarantee she's great because, as you know, I'm a massive fan of her. I think she's like a top 10 actress. Yeah, she's incredible. It's one of those, like, I watch the movie. I'm like, this movie's fine. But every time she's on camera, it's like, fuck. Oh, my God. Viola Davis. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, A wild success for Michelle Yeoh being the first Asian nominee in Best Actress category for the Oscars ever. (laughs) It's one of those, like, good for her, but also first? It's 2023, not once before. <laughs> not one. We're not talking about win. Yeah. Not the, one nominated. What are we like, doing? What are we doing? Wait, was it? Oh, because this is this is uh, leading. Was she nominated for supporting for um, Crouching Tiger? I have no idea. Okay. I just know that this is the first time that an Asian woman has been nominated for Best Actress at the Oscars. Fucking crazy. Just crazy. I think that Michelle's going to win. If it's Kate, I wouldn't be surprised. If it's anybody else, I would be very surprised. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Um, okay. Moving on to actress in supporting role. We got Angela Bassett in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chow in The Whale. She's really good in that, by the way. Uh, Carrie Condon in Banshees of Man and Sheeran, also great. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Stephanie Sue, I think is how you pronounce the last name, in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, everybody seems to really want Angela Bassett to win this. Well, because she's great and she's a legend. She is great. She is a legend. She's excellent in this movie. She's excellent in everything she does. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't end up winning. And people are really fucking pissed. Yeah. The thing that there's a couple things on her side. Number one, the two nominations for everything everywhere all at once are difficult because between the two of them, I can't say who did a better job. Mm-hmm. They both fucking annihilated. Uh, I don't think Carrie Condon's going to win, but Banshees, everybody fucking loved that movie. Yeah. And I haven't seen The Whale. So I, I do think that the, it's a, more likely than not that Angela Bassett wins, but it's possible that she doesn't because the Academy doesn't love um, comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, and it might just be one of those like, "Hey, here's your award, just for everything." Like, just it's yeah. for Black Panther, but it's for everything. It's for the whole everything, everywhere, all, all at that. once. Yes. <laughs> um, let's skip ahead. We're running a little tight on time, so let's just skip to Best Picture. 
we got All Quiet on the Western Front, which I have not seen. Uh, Avatar, The Way of Water, which is fucking, that's crazy to me that it's on Best Picture. It's already got all the money. Do we need to give it a trophy? (laughs) The crazier part to me is that it's nominated and he's not. Yeah. The uh, Cameron. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. You nominated it's got, the movie, but you didn't nominate the person who worked on it for 10 years? It's got it's got all the money in the world. Do we need to give it a trophy, too? Anyway, uh, Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All At Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Those are our Best Picture nominees. Who do you think's going to win, DJ? Okay. I'm going to wrap. I don't think... Oh, Avatar is going to win. I don't think All Quiet is going to win. Top Gun Maverick is not. I feel like both Top Gun Maverick and Avatar, which are both good movies, I feel like they're on there to be like, hey, kids, watch our, maybe the thing you like will get (laughs) a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Triangle of Sadness is definitely not going to win. I love that movie. It's not going to win the the thing. Um, I think it is between. Wow, this is a weird list. I think it's probably between. Tar and everything everywhere all at once. And I think it's going to be everything everywhere all at once. I think that this is going to be between everything everywhere all at once and the Fablemans. And then the third sleeper pick would be Banshees. Okay. That's fair. Um, I, I actually, I actually think that they're going to give it to everything everywhere all at once. Um, And I kind of think that they should. Yeah. Because that was when we look back at this year, I think that will be the movie that people remember the most. Yes. And I've always pitched this. I really feel like the Oscars should be done five years after the fact. I mean, you're not wrong. You just have no perspective at all. Because sometimes um, movies that win, it's like, what the fuck? Like, do y'all remember the artist? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? But I would be really stoked for the Fablemans to win this. I would be so happy. I know a lot of people would be pissed about that. But the movie is just—it's a fucking picture, bro. Like yeah. it—that—that's a movie, top <laughs> to bottom, left to right. It is a fucking movie. And the Oscars do like it when you're like, "Hey, aren't we all great?" They—they <laughs> they do like those movies where it's like, "Yeah, the movie industry, yay us." <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got a f- couple questions. Um, uh, 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 from the discord, which if you want to ask us questions on the discord, you could do that, uh, do that through our Patreon, patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Boiler Huff. If you had to call an upset to win any category, who or what would it be? What do you think the biggest upset would be? So not one that's already happened, but one that's going to happen with the actual like a, a like a win. Like who who could get the win that you think would like throw people for a loop? And I'm going to go first, and I'm going to say Andrea Riceboro. <laughs> she wins. <laughs> there, I would put that at a zero percent chance. Mm-hmm. Like literally a zero percent chance. I mean, there's just no fucking way. Well, because again, yeah, because again, this is for those that don't know, this is basically a big popularity contest. Right. So uh, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of cattiness there. So uh, I think you're right, but, but that's what I'm saying. It'd be an upset. You're saying it's a zero percent, and that's what I'm saying. If it happened, it would be me, a big upset. For me, the biggest upset, not for people, but for me, the biggest upset is going to be when Marcel the Shell doesn't win Best Animated Feature and loses to Pinocchio. 
I Pinocchio was really, I hear you. And Marcel was I, great. My wife was watching it on the plane and it was reminded you like, yeah, that's great. But Pinocchio is really good, Roxy. I know. <laughs> I know people love it, but if Pinocchio wins, I will be very upset that Marcel the Shell lost. Yeah. Okay, if that's fair. If anything else wins, I will throw my computer. There you like go. if turning red beats Marcel the Shell, the, with the beast that is Pixar, mm-hmm. I'll just be like, fuck you guys. Yeah. I like turning red, but like, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Mike Joyce asks, what film slash actor are you rooting for the most to win an Oscar this year? Who is your? Who are you rooting for the most? Literally, Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell. There it is. Uh, which, if you haven't checked it out, oh, it's probably you can probably rent it. It's good. It's real good. Check that shit out. Um, cool. Those are our Oscar predictions or thoughts or whatever we just did. So um, (laughs) uh, we're going to go on a quick ad break. (gasps) And we'll be back to talk about The Last of Us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. You missing missed fun plane stories. Um, if you, unless you were watching live, which you can do over Patreon, go to Patreon. Um, we're going to talk about The Last of Us. Uh, uh, this is the HBO adaptation of the hit video game series created by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Um, we're talking about episodes one and two. Episode one was When You're Lost in the Darkness. Episode two is Infected. Roxy, uh, I know we all know well documented how much of a gamer you are. What do you think of The Last of Us on HBO? Just can't believe how um, accurate it is to my experience playing the game. Yes. You know, it's like sometimes I feel like I'm back on my couch Mm -hmm. hitting the buttons. Which one? Which buttons? A and B. Wrong. Up and down. X and square. Y. (laughs) X and and Y. X and Z? X, it's it's PlayStation, so it's X and square and circle. It's shapes. Square and triangle, man. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. You no, know, you know, like every time like Ellie moves, I'm like triangle, triangle. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And, you, you get know, it. Yes. And and then when the flower people come, I'm mm-hmm. like square, square, square line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is what they're called I, in the game, the flower people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, what are they called? I thought they were called the crackers, but they're the not. Clickers. Clickers. The clickers, yeah. The clickers, yeah. The clickers, and I'm like, click, click, boom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I'm like, R L L R. L O L. L O L. L O L joystick up. R R. R R R. Not to, not to, not to square. Yeah, where's that nomination? That's my biggest upset. Anyway. Yeah, that totally. Um, but at least R R R. Yeah. I mean, at least not to not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I don't know shit about the video game. My brother, every actually, this has been really fun for us. This is why I do love television, DJ. My brother lives 3,000 miles away from me. We're yeah. both super nerdy. Um, 
we've always like growing up he showed me all the star he's older than me so he showed me all star wars movies and he showed me all the batman movies he showed you know that was always like our thing and our, my little sister's not nerdy like us so that was my and my brother's thing yeah so every week after the last of us we get on the phone and he tells me like but well in the video game mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and that's like fucking dope yeah. like what a cool thing to be able to do with my big bro. You know, we're both in our thirties now, but mm-hmm. he is, he's actually a big gamer. So I do feel like I have some reference points for what is different and what's not, or what's happening sooner or what's not. But yeah. as a non-gamer, as somebody who's just watching this show, I just think it's so mind blowingly good. Um, and that might be because I sat through 16 years of the walking dead. <laughs> yeah. And I know these aren't zombies. I know. Yeah, it, but it, um, I mean, that was one of the things, not to go off on a tangent, but that was one of the things I was a little concerned about because it's the same thing with Uncharted. Because the joy of Uncharted is, is is if you had a really good Indiana Jones game. And if you make that a movie, how is that not Indiana Jones? And it's the same, like, for all the differences, functionally, it's a zombie narrative. And so what makes it different from something like Walking Dead? And so that's been interesting. But sorry, back to what you were saying. So uh, all I'm saying is that I... I watch a lot of television, mm-hmm. so this isn't just like because this is the it show right now. I just think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I think that they have found a way to world build in a way that I really give a shit about where we are. Yeah. And more importantly than caring about where we are, I care about every character on this show. Mm-hmm. Which is like, how'd you guys do that? Yeah. How did you get me to give a shit about somebody? Um, are we spoilers or no spoilers? Well, so this episode, um, by the time this goes out, we'll already be in episode three. So let's go full spoilers. How did you get get me to give a shit about a woman so much in two episodes that when she ends up blowing herself up, yeah. I, I'm there like fucking devastated. Yeah. How did you get me in episode one to care about a kid in 30 minutes so much that when she dies, I'm like, the show's over. <laughs> like, it's just... I think that the they have locked us in. This to me is like you put your fucking phone down, you watch the goddamn screen, you yeah. like you you just pay attention and at the end of the day, I think it's because it feels and this is so weird but like more realistic to our world. Yeah. Where you're watching this and you're like, those are the responses that people would have. Those are the drugs that people would be addicted to. That is what would happen if this mutation or or, uh, whatever fungus was able to grow. Like, this is – we just saw what happened when we had COVID. Yeah. The world fucking imploded. Yeah. Like we know this is what it would look like. Um, And then I love DJ and obviously you're more familiar with this, but like – the aspect that whatever this is, is like connected. Yes. I, that they revealed that to us was such a like difference between this and all the other zombie shit that I see. Again, I know this isn't zombies. Yeah. Well, um, but, but, but yeah. Of course, I'm but, drawing yeah, a comparison. <laughs> yeah. But all the different things like supernatural things that I watch. Yes. The fact that this is an entity, a unit. Yeah. Um, depend- and like when he steps and they all come, I was just like, oh, shit. It's like, I, I don't even know what we're in for yet. Yeah. Because um, I was worried after the pilot. I was like, this is amazing. But, like, does this have legs? Or is this just going to be another one of these? And then, like, every bit that's revealed, 
holy shit, I not to sound like everybody else on the internet, but I'm just like, whoa, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting because it's interesting to see the differences. I was a little concerned. Um, like, cause again, I, you know, play the game. It's like when you, we've read the book or whatever, like you've kind of got, when you hear stuff, you're like, Pedro Pascal's great. Is he Joel though? Like, cause I felt like we keep casting Pedro Pascal as this like hard ass, grizzled hard ass. And it's like, yeah, but he's so handsome and charming. Like, I feel like he should be doing more movie star shit, not this character actor stuff. You know what I mean? However, he's, he's great here. He's fucking perfect. He's fucking perfect. Um, uh, uh, Gabriel Luna is great as Tommy. Uh, we only got him in the first part of the first episode. I got to say, so somebody that played the game, I knew Tess's fate. But when you show that you've got Anna Torv, who's an incredible actress, playing Tess, I was like, well, hopefully, I think my tweet was, I hope we get more of Tess than we got in the game, like trying to keep it vague. And the show was like, no, fuck you. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. Well, DJ, so to me, as a non-game player who's like heard a little bit about the game, you always hear this is about a guy and a girl. Yeah. Like, And so I know that this is about... Um, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey's characters. So I was like, this girl's got to bite the dust for sure because it's not about a guy, a girl, and a girl. Mm -hmm. It's about a guy and a girl. So I was like, oh, she's going to bite the dust. But then I looked on IMDb and it said that she was going to be there for seven or eight episodes. And I was like, okay, we'll be at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So then when we lost her, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. You IMDb, you lied to me. Yeah, I was hoping maybe that would be a change, just because that actress is so great. She was in Mindhunter. She was in Fringe, which I didn't watch, but she's great in Mindhunter. Um, the one thing that that I wasn't quite clicking with, because we just went through a pandemic, something that's different from so far from the show to the games is in the games, uh, there's a real concern about the spores. Like basically once you get past clicker stage, you start shooting out spores. And if you inhale the spores, you're infected and that's a problem. Um, and so the spores, can you, uh, can you elaborate on that? The spores are coming from once you basically uh, the, the stages in the game are roughly, basically normal zombie you look like a human but you're functionally a zombie then you become a clicker where you've got the shit coming out of your face and that takes a long time uh i don't know the time i think so i think so because he says in the show they can live up to 20 years i don't know at what stage you start becoming a clicker but i think you're right i think it's like years after initial infection and then eventually like we saw in the first episode where somebody basically gets stuck to the wall they're basically fungus at that point yeah. Typically in the game, that's a uh oh spaghettios, that thing's shooting out spores. Like you need to put a gas mask on because if you inhale the spores, you're donezo. Um Oh, interesting. Okay, so like that's the third phase. Yeah, that is that is a a, a third phase. We get hints of it in the show. Uh, there are let's just say they're bigger ones, uh, in the game. Yeah, uh, I keep I keep um when we saw the scenes from like this year on the whatever yeah uh, it looked like there's gonna be a fucking massive monster yeah, and there's I'm like, a yo bitch who you there's a bit there's a big one and so I, when we started link by the way i love the concept of the cold openings i love that the cold openings are basically ways to like there's no way for our characters to like know this stuff or run into these people so we're going to use our cold opens to kind of flesh out the events leading up to and not even that. The first one being the the news report is just like the idea. It's a way to. It's a. I think it's a really effective way to get exposition across functionally. But having just lived through a pandemic, being like, well, this gets transferred through bite, and then it takes over. I believe the Jakarta opening takes place two days before the the 
Joe and his daughter and that whole situation. And it's like, well, that's bullshit, right? Like it's bullshit because like we reason COVID was so bad is because it was aerosolized and that took, that still took months to spread. And I was, I was like, well, Chernobyl was so the attention to detail in Chernobyl was so good that there's got to be an answer, but I wasn't feeling it. I was like, is this going to kind of be kind of like dumb zombie shit? Am I just going to have to accept dumb, dumb zombie shit? So I did a tweet this morning and it's been pointed out to me that there is a, it is, it is kind of barely mentioned that the, um, it's subtle that the, the person that uh, was infected in Jakarta worked at a flower factory. It's implied basically that the, the sport that because these aren't sporing in the show yet, that it got in her food. And I'm like, okay, that's fucking scary. Like, that's actually a really good way to explain why it would go. Just because the quickness of it was like, planes are falling out of the sky. Like, that's fucking insane to me. Like, we, again, we just, it's not back in the 90s when we did zombie shit, it was conceptual. Like, we just lived through a pandemic. We kind of know the rhythms of a pandemic. So to say that it's happening so quickly that it's like two days, it's across the world, planes are falling out of the sky, it's like, what the fuck? But then if you say it's like, oh yeah, I got in our food, not only is infection quick, we saw in the first episode that like within like a couple hours of a bite, you're infected, but that it got into our global food supply, it's like, oh, that's actually not only is that a really good explanation, but that is a current like now I want to know how like the QZ monitors their food supply that makes sure that it doesn't get in the food. That's actually fucking really scary. <laughs> so what is the one of the things that I've been watching the show because that was something that I like kind of picked up on but not fully is like is this isolated somewhat or. Like, are there parts of the world that are still functioning and we're just not welcome there? Uh, in the, we are not aware of that in the game. The implication is that it's every everywhere, all, everything everywhere all at once is fucked. Uh, the, uh, the, but there might be. There, there might be. I want to ask you. Speaking of location, this is mo- so far we've been mostly set in your hometown of Boston. W- what do you think of the depiction of Boston? <laughs> you know, they sh- very clearly shot this in Canada. Um, which like is totally fine because it, of course it's not going to look like Boston because it's years later yeah. and whatever, but I do wish there was a little more Boston to it. Yeah. Like we saw one Red Sox hat and I was like, go Sox! Like, <laughs> but this is in Boston. So I do think it would have been cooler to see like the Sitgo song, like any of our landmarks or, yeah. or anything that was like Boston or some accents or like more Boston stuff. I understand we're in apocalypse or yeah. what not. Again, I don't know what to call this. We're yeah. in a whatever. The I, fuck it this literally is, is, it literally is. I, and I think that's one thing that I do think differentiates it from stuff like the walking dead. It is literally a post apocalypse. Like we yes. are in the, it's not in the heat of the things it's it, it happened. And now we're living with the results. <laughs> totally. I mean, the, the closest thing to the truth of Boston is the fact that they're taking painkillers. That is a fucking <laughs> epidemic there. But like, I, I do think it would have been cooler. You might as well have been in Florida or like, yeah. so, you know, there's, there was no, there's like no Boston to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not shot there and it's years later. So it didn't bother me, but it would have been really cool as a Boston girl to see. Cause they referenced it at some point And I was like, y'all are in Boston. Mm-hmm. Like, can you give me anything? Like, can we get like the Lenny Zakem bridge? Can yeah. we like, is there any, there's just ways that you could have been Boston. We have, we have bridges, we have famous buildings, we have landmarks, we have like uh, an accent. There's so many ways to have it be Boston. Yeah. That, that they did, the fact that they literally had one hat and I was like, 
oh yeah mm-hmm. um i was like okay well yeah i guess yeah. it doesn't matter but mm-hmm. it would hurt a little yeah. bit more just get a little bit more in there yeah like um uh, one of the shows that i'm watching right now which i'll talk to you about later is this show called Ginny and georgia which is very different than this show <laughs> but all of a sudden we end up in um boston yeah and at first i was like like this doesn't feel like boston but then they must have fucking added writers to the room that are from literally Boston because there's shit that I'm like, oh, you could never have known that about the culture unless you were from there. This isn't something you could Google. Like, you would have to know. Um, I doubt anybody from Boston worked on this show Mm -hmm. in the way that it came. Again, doesn't affect me negatively, but would have been a nice little little thing. Yeah, nice little little touches. Um, But, 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 um, so, uh, going to our Discord, Leonard Kim... um, posted some people are heralding the last of us as the best video game adaptation in a while maybe ever however do you think that's hyperbolic it makes me wonder if people have unrealistic expectations with video game adaptations everyone is entitled to their opinion but i just think people tend not to give video game adaptations a fair shot and or have uh ridiculous demands in what they believe is a good adaptation all right let's talk about it for one quick second dj yes what's rivaling rivaling it literally uh, is quality yeah, literally nothing. I mean, so I can't. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, uh, so I don't think it's hyperbolic because, like, even though there's only been two episodes, there's never been a video game adaptation that I've been like, "This fucking rocks." Yeah. There are things that I have not hated. There are things I've even liked. But yeah. like, I think this show is awesome. So, yeah, I mean, it might end up sucking and not being the best. I don't think that's going to be the case, but like I, in my mind, I don't even know what the other, especially TV wise, like, so there's Halo, which, which is good. And I think that's, I th- yeah, Halo, which is, has its moments. Um, I liked the end of the Sonic 2 movie. Um, but even, okay, stick on TV for one second. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, what are the TV video game adaptations? There's an animated Sonic series uh, out now. There's actually the 90s Sonic animated series is pretty fucking good, but that's it's a different. It's like it's it's so different. So I don't think it's it's not like this grand statement when people are like, this is the best TV video game adaptation. It's like, as Marcel says, compared to what? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> compared to what, bro? No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, it, and I think that's another, I, I, I don't know that people appreciated how tricky the adaptation here is because I actually think it's more difficult to adapt this because the story in last of us is so good that it's like, well, what do you do? How is this? How does this improve? Or what can you even do differently? You know what I mean? It's already cinematic. It's already, it's already so good. But, but I do think the one thing that they've been able to differentiate themselves beyond the just general quality is being able to look at different, because a game is so focused on the game aspect. You're not like jumping around from different perspectives. You're pretty much following Joel the entire first game to see more of Anna Torv's Tess, uh, especially when she's talking with that. I One of my favorite scenes in both episodes is when that guy has her hostage and he's all like, well, what am I supposed to do? She's like, let me go, dude. What am I going to do? I've done shitty things. You've done shitty things. Like her argument of how, why she should be let go. Like, this is a really good scene. Um, and I think another, I think my favorite episode moment in episode two is when they Tess has to like go climb through the thing, and so it's just Joel and Ellie like 
shooting the shit. And I think they've, by the way, where are you from? Yeah. And I think they've really done a good job threading the needle of like, Ellie is just sarcastic enough. Like, like she's just enough of a kid. Like she's recognizably a kid, but she's not annoying. <laughs> Thank goodness for Bella Ramsey. Yes. Like, she's really killing it. Um, Let me ask you this. Cause I've heard in the uh, video games that she is a lesbian. Yes. Is uh, did I miss references on the show? Uh, no. The only hint we have so far um, is uh, Tessa's like, so you have a boyfriend. Uh, uh, she has two questions. The second one is you have a boyfriend. And she's like, uh, no, she, was it just you? Whatever, whatever. Um, Going into when she says she snuck into that room yeah, or whatever. Which yeah. is a, we see in the game. In the second game, there's no, it's DLC. I think it's DLC in the first game. Anyway, we see the lead up to her getting bit. And so I'm wondering if we're going to get flashbacks to that in this mm. season. Um, but yeah, it's the she asked if she has a boyfriend, and she's just she's just like she pauses, she's just like no, or like no answer, or something like that. So it's like okay, yeah. Because and how old is she? The actress, uh, the character is 14. The, how old is Bella Ram- Ramsey? Because th- she showed up on Game of Thrones, looking like not, she's eight. Yeah, and not <laughs> and, and that was a while ago. At this point, she's 19. Wow. Yeah. She's fucking dirty yeah like i would not be surprised one bit if she gets herself an emmy nomination for this yeah she's so fucking good and then she's fucking good like and she's very um like it's very difficult on these shows to be teenage annoying but Mm -hmm. not be an annoying character yeah like you are true to being a teenage angsty punky bratty but like ballsy bitch yeah but a lot of times on that on shows, when you see that, you're like, oh, I don't want the kid on screen anymore. Get the fucking kid off yes. screen. Yeah. And here I'm like, yeah, girl, I want you. Like, oh, I love her. Yeah, because it's tough. Because in the real world, teenagers are the worst. It's not their fault. We've all gone through it. It's just they're the worst. They're just the worst. Um, but I like, and I also, but I like that the show takes the pains. Not only is Bella Ramsey great, not only, but but stuff like um, in the first episode where she sees that the song that plays on the radio is a code, but she doesn't know what the last one is. And then she basically tricks Joel That's into her feeling. Too, yeah. It's like, yeah, this character's smart. But then you have moments like... Yeah, or when she realizes that um, Anna's character has been bit. Yeah. And like, Joel doesn't see it at first. And she's yeah. like, oh shit, she's been bit. And I was like, oh, you're an observant little yeah kid. and then you got moments which as as we see later in the episode and it's true in the game uh the amount of sound you make is a very key play mechanic like you want to be quiet so when she's over there like dinging the bell it's like fucking quit it bitch fucking cut quit it the bitch. fuck out <laughs> i loved that line i'm sure this came from the video game he says from here on out we're gonna be silent not yeah. quiet silent, silent. And yeah i was like "Ooh, i felt that like when you you know, it's not like sh- it's like shut the fuck up or we die. <laughs> no words. I, I, I was um, watching it with my wife, and the second the clicker showed up, I'm like, these fucking guys, these motherfuckers, man. Because uh, something that's different in the game, Joel gets in a little wrestling match with the clicker. That's not how shit goes in the game. Those motherfuckers get you. You're done. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they're not. They look good. They looked good, and I do like. Um, uh, and something that's different in the show that I think is really compelling, like you were talking about, is the fact that they're connected. That is not something that they really discuss in the game, but that scene where we see the sun pass and they all move, it's like, and then the concept of like, oh, you step on a mushroom across town and you might wake them up. It's like, that fucking sucks. That's awful. I know where you are. Uh, the way that they shot to her trying to get the lighter to go. Mm-hmm. 
and you know ultimately it's going to work because otherwise it doesn't make sense the whole setup yeah but in the moment you're like holy shit is this bitch not going to be able to do this yeah like and died for nothing Mm -hmm. even though she would have yeah um i also really like the uh the hair makeup and like the whole team in terms of I just like so often we see this so glamorized yeah. and I'm like, we're in a, we're in a fuck. Like who the fuck's putting on under eye concealer? You know? <laughs> yeah, it, just, yeah, yeah. it just looks really raw and real. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, wow. I'm really liking the show. I think it is the best show on TV right now. Yeah. 100%. Check it out. You got HBO. Check it out. Um, Roxy, before we go, time to wrap up. Uh, oh wait, we got in the um, in the chat people throwing out their uh, video game suggestions. Um, M Yip says Arcane, which is a good point. Arcane on Netflix is really fucking good. Uh, Didn't see it. Well, because you don't like animation. It's not that I don't like animation, it's DJ. That you don't leave on the record it's that I don't you... love animation. <laughs> I don't like watching animation. Um, uh kayla solomon says joel and sarah in the first episode avoid flour the whole time sarah doesn't eat the biscuits um they ran out of flour flour for breakfast joel forgot to pick up the cake yeah that's got to be the answer that's actually really smart and really fucking terrifying if our flour supply got this fucking spore this thing in it we're yeah we are fucked uh sorry show for questioning you i apologize (laughs) i love flour yeah we all do that's the point we'd be so fucked um all right uh roxy where what should the kids be looking out for from you uh you know all the things at roxy stryer everything world girls also um we are still we're finally running out of our calendar so if you want it for this year you got to get it now the worldgirls.com even have signed versions get your shit in go get it you can find me at dj talks trash please 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 go over to hellbentcomicbook.com sign up on our pre-launch page february 7th that is when the campaign launches this is the third and final volume we really want to be able to end this story on our terms we had uh, the ending planned before we even started getting art uh for the very first issue so this is what we've been building towards the entire time we think it's our best stuff yet hellbentcomicbook.com please go check it out um and if you want to follow this show you can do that everywhere that matters at only stupid answers but on twitter yank out the vowels from stupid and also on hive uh roxy have you migrated from twitter yet do we have a good twitter substitute at this point have we figured it out i'm on hive yeah but i'm i'm full-blown team twitter bro like okay all right not i'm not team who runs twitter yes but like there was an earthquake in la the other night Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i took to twitter and i was like i remember you babe yeah 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 there's still place for you in my heart yeah all right hopefully we figure that out hopefully we figure that out all right all right thank you all for joining us uh we will see you all next time bye everybody bye